up, y'all? It's Rish, headed up to Anchor HQ. About to uh, talk some audio shop with the Anchor crew. So we'll get some footage along the way. Hope y'all are doing well. Excited to be here. How you doing? What's up, dude? Okay. Good to see you. How are you? Good, good. I mean, this is Darius. I don't know who you've met. And you guys are in already? Yeah, I know Brendan. Uh, you know who this is? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, big, big, big fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, do you yeah. have any idea who you're talking about? Don't shake his hand. <laughs> I'm blushing, you can't tell. <laughs> so, really bringing things to the next level. We're actually telling people about Anchor, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's our oh yeah, we thought that might be a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start telling people about it. Um, so I thought it would just be cool for you guys. Yeah. He knows that we awesome. told him all about you. He okay. listens to the station. Well, yeah, I listen Sweet, to the station. Love it. Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on my favorite list. Awesome. And it, you guys do it pretty regularly, which also yeah. makes it like stay up at the top of my favorite list. Yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk. I was at a crossroads right between my senior year of college and medical school because I was really into hip hop to the point where I was not thinking about anything else. I'm always drooling in my sleep. It's probably because I always be spitting in my dreams. Can't tell me I ain't hip hop if it's everything I see. It's everything around me. It's the reason that I breathe. My heart filled with veins that be flowing with propane. And that fuels the lighter that be lodged in my brain. Any friction sparks my windpipe to spit insight to any skin type I've been tight the spirit of an MC the soul of a fighter blazing loose leaves like I'm writing with a lighter I stay thorough in any borough today and tomorrow when rap Zorro fighting crime with my lines to end all the sorrow here to Kilimanjaro my flavors stay smoking man people call me a hookah my music it got values unlike these fake barracudas I be rude with my attitude jabbing dudes that be rooted than Zab Judah don't care if I go from riches to rags like rap Buddha you know how we do it this is our passion that's why you cop our shit like it's the latest fashion when we found hip hop we learned how to use it we found our true love and got lost in the music got into this combined medical program right out of high school. Right. I feel like only Indian kids growing up like know about these programs. It's like you're guaranteed a spot in medical school right out of high school. You know, it was pretty competitive to get into. I got super lucky and I got into this program in Rochester. So it was like a really tough decision and ultimately I just, I guess I just didn't have the balls to go after something that was just so uncertain, especially with all these like expectations, you know, of my parents. Never had much in the first place, but hustle up a fuss to leave his birthplace and eventually he came to this country of opportunities so one day his son could be an MD or even an MC be whatever he could never be so I was like alright and it was painful got into DJing wound up making a decent amount of money pay my rent and stuff like that and did that through medical school I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do I was just like I never felt like I belonged there even though I was jumping through all the hoops so I took a year out in between my, my third and fourth year and I was like I'm not sure what I want to do I think orthopedics is the only thing that kind of combines some of my interests outside of medicine, like with sports and, and things like that. All right, it was like the dumbest reason even. Like, and uh, that year that I took out, I was doing research in a lab and I was trying to get my master's of public health because orthopedics was super competitive to get into. I was very average in medical school. My heart wasn't in it. It was like average at best as a candidate and I probably wouldn't have matched if I didn't take that time out. Mm -hmm. 
So anyway, that year I was scared to go back after the year out and like not know anything about medicine. And I was just like, there's no way I'm realistically gonna be studying in my free time. But what I noticed this one night, I mean, I'd be watching SportsCenter every day, but it was just this one random occasion where I just kind of like stepped back and I was just like, they're talking about a lot of stuff, you know, PRP injections, so-and-so like tore his Achilles tendon and had this surgery. I was like, I don't even know some of this stuff. You know, I never thought I would start a blog or anything like that I was like you know maybe I should use this as a way to kind of like keep in touch with medicine so I started this blog called injury duty which initially that that was like our first like anchor name and the way that I came up with that name is because like I kept getting these notices in the mail for jury duty like I just have such a corny sense of humor at times I'm just like jury duty more like injury duty and I was like oh shit that's the name of the block that worked out and then uh, my buddy David he's finishing his fellowship in child and adolescent psychiatry interesting how things play out because I feel like we're like the yin and yang of medicine like mental health and, yeah. and physical health and kind of started expanding this idea and we're writing a bunch of articles and then in 2012 David he has an interesting history that's like another I'm gonna have him tell you guys that when he comes yeah, yeah. for another time he had a period of time where he had to like retake an exam and I just started residency and I was just like I don't know how we're gonna keep this thing alive like I was working like 90 100 hour weeks mm-hmm. And he was studying and he was just like, I'm gonna do whatever I can to keep this thing. And we started a podcast and that was a pre-anchor era. You know, he set up like an RSS feed. All right, here we are. Welcome to the first edition, I guess we can call it, of, uh, what the hell are we calling this thing? Sorry guys, I just, uh, you guys just voted on the goddamn name of this podcast. So I just want to make sure we get it right. The name of this podcast is Laughs by Prescription. So first off, thanks for taking the risk of listening. The idea behind this podcast is to bring medicine to light. It sounds kind of cheesy, but the idea behind it uh, was a good friend of mine, Rish, who isn't here, who will probably be in a lot of these podcasts. Uh, This is a joint venture we're doing together under the umbrella of our company called Injury Duty. And the idea behind Injury Duty really was to make medicine accessible. I know for me personally, for those of you who know, I graduated from medical school, but leading up to even the day I graduated, I'll be honest with you, I I felt a big disconnect between the language of medicine and my understanding of it. it. That's for a lot of different reasons. One is, you know, just kind of my education, my upbringing, my background. Mom finished the seventh grade sort of thing. Grew up with a single parent, you know, shitty schools, inner city sort of settings. Bounced around, pretty much went to almost a different school every year of my life until... uh, maybe my sophomore year uh, of high school. So I moved around a lot and it kind of built a disconnect between me and education. At least that's my excuse. I could just be an idiot, but that's the story I'm going to give you. Anyway, getting into college, getting through college and eventually getting into med school. You know, a lot of the words, simple words just didn't make sense to me. It wasn't like I was just learning about science. I was learning a whole new language and a lot of people say, yeah, well, you know, we, we kind of all were. Yeah, not so much. Growing up, you know, my mom being, you know, a maid, we never really, if somebody talked about diabetes you know it was the sugars and and uh, when I got into med school and people were throwing around words there's words that just come to mind like empyema they made things a lot more difficult for me to enjoy the process of learning I just felt like so much of this stuff with all these different roots and Greek and Latin and I just felt like people had the edge up on me they were able to accept the meaning of some words and I think for me that's the hardest part of learning is that once I get past it I accept that this sound this word that you say these sounds 
sounds that you make with your lips that I've never heard before mean something. Once I accept that, then I can learn what that something is about. When that's coming at you at a million miles a minute, and for me, you know, the, the best analogy about medical school that somebody gave to me and it's been used a lot is the amount of information you're trying to learn, it's like trying to drink water from a fire hose. So that's sort of overwhelming, drowning sort of feeling with information. It's kind of, not kind of, that that is what medical school is. And I guess part of getting through it is getting through that part and then all the other stuff that comes with it. Well, for me, I just didn't enjoy the process because so much of the stuff that I was learning was rooted in stuff that I was supposed to have already known. And just because, you know, the schooling that I had, not to knock any of the teachers, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of times I was just boneheaded, but a lot of the stuff that I was supposed to learn prior to getting into med school, I hadn't learned. So that created one hurdle. And the other half was just sort of foreign environment I was in, this idea of medicine, what medicine was and how you're supposed to learn it was a shock to me. Rish and I didn't become friends till probably the latter part of our med school experience, which is unfortunate because we became really good friends. And uh, I feel like I probably would have had a much better time in med school had we met earlier because we just clicked and we found out later that damn you feel the same way yo check this out you know we talk about things and be like yo I don't I have no idea what that means either this is all new to me that sort of you know camaraderie and and then just kind of the real general okay so I'm not an idiot this is just this is weird and this is hard to learn and why is that so once we're able to kind of relate things to the big thing for us was sports I wish that when we were in anatomy lab doing dissections on our human body had we worked together we're both really into sports, things would have been a lot easier uh, to learn for me if I could have just said, oh, okay, so you know, one of the MMA guys, Nogaro, when his arm was broken, here's what they were worried about, this nerve getting cut off or pinched off. And because of that, here's what would have happened. If he would have damaged that nerve, he wouldn't be able to do these things with his hand. As simple as that sounds, when you're sitting in anatomy lab at two o'clock in the morning by yourself, just trying to blatantly force yourself to memorize things, it's hard, man. It really is. And it sounds like such, stop your crying a bunch of words just memorize them yeah that's true except when it's not man when you're frustrated you know we were in upstate new york and rochester when it's you know 10 degrees outside and blizzard and you're stuck in this anatomy lab you know and you got an exam coming up in 36 hours you need every edge you can get and it was tough man anyway Rish and I kind of one day just started brainstorming and, and thought, man, you know what would be really cool? If somebody who was, this sounds really pompous, but as cool as us, and I'll talk about that in a second, somebody who was as cool as us taught us medicine. And in order for any of this to make sense, the as cool as us part, just think about when's the last time, when's the last time you saw your doctor and thought, you know, man, that's a cool dude right there. I'd like to hang out with this dude on his off time. Just chill, go have a beer. I'm guessing for most of you, some of you may love your doctors. They, they're great doctors, right? But that's probably about all you want them in your life for, to be a doctor. And I think the reason for that is, is people who go into medicine come from a very specific, or tend to, you know, life is about percentages and odds. So playing the odds, most people come from a certain sort of background, upper middle class, upper class, you know, doctors marry doctors sort of thing. So you very rarely get a guy or a woman who can walk into the room when you go see your doctor and they're able to relate stuff in a way that makes sense to you. I don't know how many times I see it whenever I'm in the hospital. There's always that person, you know, that old lady, you know, who has high blood pressure. She's been taking her meds for, you know, 30 years. And then you ask her, do you know what high blood pressure is? And do you know why you should be taking care of that? And when they look at you and they say, eh, kind of, my heart or something is working hard, that really sucks. I think when people understand, you know, what certain conditions mean, and what it means to them and why it's important. Not just take this or you're going to die. You know, understanding why. I think that 
that's very empowering and I think people give a damn and will likely start to take care of themselves a little better once they understand what's going on and you're not just some guy trying to shovel pills down their throat. I come from that classic family, man. Don't go to the doctor. They're going to say something's wrong with you and they're going to try to give you pills. You know, that's where I come from. So having an understanding and having somebody to be able to relay that information to you in medicine is really, really lacking. And whenever you look at all the, the major health concerns, disproportionate amount of people affected are poor and lower education, lower socioeconomic status, black or brown. And I think a lot of that has to do with obviously the education gap. But the other thing is the person giving them this information, the doctors, man, they don't look anything like them and they don't understand them. It's such a simple thing when you understand it, but it makes no sense to the doctor who doesn't understand it. And they think, well, they should just give a damn about their health, man. This person doesn't care. They're going to be back in next week with the same crap. Maybe. Maybe, but maybe they just don't understand it. So again, when I said as cool as us, referring back to the doctor that you have, probably not the coolest person in the world and not that cool matters when somebody's trying to save your life, but just being able to relate to you, being able to use the same terms, the slang, whatever it is, whatever that factor is, a lot of people don't have it. So in the hospital, Rish and I both learned that we were able to make a lot more headway with patients, even though we technically knew less than these like seasoned old guys, these doctors that have been in the game for a long time, Rish and I were able to connect with patients and get them to do things that these other doctors just couldn't. They would never pat us on the back and say, man, you guys are good at this. It was very rare that that happened. I can't imagine what it's like to be, you know, a doctor for 30, 40 years and you know all the things that need to be done. You, you can diagnose somebody, just boom, look at them and say, yeah, you got this. That's only half of it, man. Getting that patient to comply, getting them to do what you want them to do or need them to do or what they should do for their own health is a whole different story. So the idea of injury duty was kind of probably two-pronged, right? One was making medicine make sense to us. And the other half was being the doctor that we always wish that we had or wish that our family had, being that guy or that girl. That was kind of the central idea of injury duty. So the more we played with that idea, it just got bigger and bigger. We thought of all the things we could do with it, very simple things, some more complex things, and injury duty just kind of started to gather momentum. This podcast was one of those things. Yo, let's just do a podcast. We really liked where this could go. Being that Reese and I are on different schedules now, I figured I would just jump in. And actually just tonight, I posted up on Facebook asking you guys to give me feedback. If you guys would listen to a podcast, if you guys gave a damn, if you knew what a podcast was, help out with the name of the podcast, that sort of thing. And people answered pretty quickly. So I figured I'd get the first one out of the way, learn the equipment we have, learn the microphones, try to make things sound legit and get the ball rolling. And I'll put this one out there into the ether. You guys can listen to it and judge me if you want. It's the first installment, so it won't be too harsh. Probably not going to listen to this again because I don't like the sound of my own voice too much. But anyway, every time we do one of these, talk about things kind of currently in the news or just interesting things that we found, things in medical journals and have it make some goddamn sense to you guys and, you know, get you guys to, you know, a bit more interested in your own health. If you're listening to this, I love you. But even if you're not, there's a lot of people I love that won't listen to this probably. But uh, I care. I hope that you guys, you know, care about your own health and well-being and, you know, for the sake of yourself and your family and you know just making whatever time you have left on this giant rock floating throughout our space that we call earth make it a little more enjoyable you know i think once you guys you know know a little bit more about what's going on i think you'll care and i, I think this is uh good enough for the first installment i think i've been rambling thanks for listening <laughs> Please 
do your part, the podcast, share them if you like them, if they're good, spread the word. We've been getting incredible feedback, man. And to those of you who have written in, thanks. Those who haven't, man, feel free to do it. I know for me, man, it's it's been pretty incredible. Some of the feedback we've gotten has been, I mean, to be real honest, like life-changing, like really Yeah, I mean, you know, even if uh, one person's listening and benefiting from this, that's yeah, enough motivation for me to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, keep up the good work. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. And we got a lot of things coming up, man. So this last couple of weeks was a little bit hectic, but we're back. Yep. Any words of wisdom? Stay hungry. Stay hungry. I agree. Uh, But eat healthy. (laughs) But eat healthy. Medicine Remixed.